What's good, Internet, and welcome to session 82 of Super GG Radio. I still can't believe they let us record this many episodes. Uh, we're friends chat about video games and all things adjacent. This week, we must spam strike. We must collect materials. We must level up. Joel! My friend Joel! Goldie Wit! You have to use the time machine! Before it's too late! I know you've got something written for me here, but I've got a rough brain freeze right now from this Italian ice I'm eating. <laughs> Move on. Move on. Getty! Getty! Uh, you promised you would not use the time machine for evil! You know that that's all I would use the time machine for. I can finally insert myself into gaming history. Well, we gotta power through until help can arrive. Man, you really, you really dug deep on that intro. Good, good work. Well, good Joel work. biffed it, so. I so. Know. <laughs> Sorry, my, my head still hurts and like my tongue is numb, so I have to like articulate even more than normal to sound normal. This is rough. Bad start. Well, that, this fifteen percent alcoholic beverage that I was given is not is also having problems. So, with renewed vigor, this week we go to Elk in early adopters, help some ex, uh, hype some extra life in the news and get our idol on in the backlog and keep the music going with a bonus segment. First, Early Adopters, where we play alphas, betas, and games we aren't sure how Alex got multiple game keys for. Are we legit now? No. <laughs> I like how you said your own name. I know, yeah. <laughs> Again, Ron Burgundy. I read what's in front of me. Ugh, that's really bad. Uh, I think that we are at least a little bit on the side of legitimacy. These, really? You know, we only we, we only have, have fooled, good intentions. We have fooled other people into thinking we're legit. So like that's that's half the battle, right? Like ourselves or other podcasts or what? Oh, I'm what not we talking about it. I'm saying we fooled other people. <laughs> I'd like All to right. think we fooled several people. <laughs> Unfortunately for those people, we apologize. <laughs> well, let's. St- I'll start this week. Uh, welcome to Elk. Welcome to Elk is a. Let's say 2D. Joel, did you ever watch MTV in the 90s? <laughs> uh, whenever I did away with it, my parents were one of those types of people that tried to keep me from watching that stuff. Like, they, they even tried to keep me from watching Simpsons for a little while. That's how bad it was. Parents okay, really like, hated The Simpsons. I'm thinking, like, uh, I'm thinking more like, like liquid television, those kind of car- trippy cartoon. They were just a little bit like they would look like normal cartoons until it, all of a sudden everything got turned in its head and then looked like you were on acid. I think that was closer to my brother's age. He's okay. about yeah, he's tad tad out of my range. So, welcome to Elk is a two D game. You you're welcome. You come to this island called Elk, and it's Icelandic. I know the company the the developers are Danish. So with that, you meet the townsfolk moving along through this little town. It's this very small map. And you interact with the world. You wake up, you meet people, you go to parties, you go to bars, you all hang out. And, you know, you're, you're there for work. But as the game goes through, you keep running into these different stories, these things that happen to the characters. And I got to tell you, these stories are kind of wild and, and weird. And the game gives you interactive, like, mini games. So there'll be a mini game where... Your friend got a gash in their head, so the minigame is you stitching them back together. Or there'll be a minigame where you someone's talking about, oh, they never met their parents. So you take real-life images and superimpose them onto a balloon to make it like what his parents could look like. 
And in between, in between these different instances, they give these like these stories, and you'll get text, or in at least one occasion or two occasions, full motion, full motion video. So three times. Oh, three times. Okay. It just it's yep. a strange. You're like you're like okay, I'm gonna like oh my little cartoon character's walking along, and then I meet this guy, and it's like oh he goes, I have a story to tell you, and you're like cool, full motion video. And it starts like the first one. It's like it's it's a it's a guy with a full beard, and he's talking in a different language. I be, it's some it's something I believe Eastern European, Danish, or Icelandic. I couldn't tell, but he starts with, "Let me tell you about the time I found a dead body," and that's kind yeah. of how the game goes. It just tells you these stories that uh, are. I'm I'm gonna hijack it from you there, Alex. Yeah, hit me. So the way that you're describing it, I'm sure that Joel is mortified. I haven't looked over to the cameras to see the terror on his face. But all right, so yeah, uh, you play as Frigg, and she's new to Elk. And mm-hmm. I believe that this game came out today, as we are we are talking about it. But uh, yep. for you listeners, it'll be uh, out for a couple of days. So what the game does, and what I think it does well is it tells you real-life stories, and it brings these accounts that, yes, there's uh, live-action movies of people explaining things that they had encountered in the world and how strange and and messed up the world can be uh, and how interconnected in ways it it is. Okay, I'm I'm looking at the Steam page, and I'm seeing little snippets of, like like you said, uh, talking head interviews on there i thought that was just like developer commentary that's stuff actually in the game like they use that as their yeah uh, storytelling yeah and, and wild and you as the character frig when you're going around the map it looks like you're a marionette kind of you're hopping around and oh, you're i love her movements yeah. yeah the way that she <laughs> walks slash runs yeah and, and the environment and, it's it's very good about pointing out what you can and cannot interact with because yeah. it'll be highlighted it'll be colored in and if it's not colored, then you just walk past it. You can't do anything with it. Then something will happen in the game with the characters of the town. And then the story, like the, whatever happened. Well, so in the, in the instance I gave you, one of the characters gets drunk at a bar and tries to go home, gets lost, and gets frozen, and you find him dead as a frozen body. Then you get a full motion video of somebody telling you, no, that's a real story. Let me tell you the real story. <laughs> yep. and, 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 and i'm playing this game and i'm like what what happened how did the and that that's what that's kind of how the game goes is that it gives you yep. the gameplay throws in a little mini game and you get this little story out of it and then they say here's two pages of text telling the real story of how, like what actually happened and you're like wow this is these are kind of wild local folk stories you know you ever hear the 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 thing that popped in my head was you ever hear about the kid that uh, was on the swing set and he went over the bar. And what happened when he went over the bar, Alex? It's oh no, I'm just more saying. You ever <laughs> heard that story, like a rumor throughout your town, like oh one time this kid went over the bar. I don't know who that kid was, but I heard about it. That's, mm, that's no. There there was a story about some juggalos killing a girl and cutting them up beside all the, right, uh, done the Taco Bell. Nope, but. And no, then they had, they went and buried the parts over in our state park after they tried burning uh, and failed. See, now this is what I'm talking about. It's local stories that you aren't sure are true, but from like second or third person, or in some cases in this game, first person, these just local stories that are, seem kind of wild. You don't even know if they're true, and the game kind of gets you into positions to relive them. And yeah. 
discusses what does it mean to be like these stories are at a certain point just become folklore i i you're you are piquing my interest about this <laughs> just, well, what are the it. transitions to fmv like is it like a, a slow fade to like uh the real live action stuff or is it like a jarring switch <laughs> it's a jarring switch Okay. <laughs> oh, because you walk into a room or you walk up to the person to interact with them and then it just switches over and they tell mm. their story and then by the time you get back, they're gone and you're <laughs> left to think about it. And that's that's why I think that this game is something that's a rarity. It, it's There's not a lot to do in the game as, the, as a ga- video game. But anything that you're there for is to just hear these wild folk stories about somebody like oh remember i heard i heard one time this person happened and then you see it in the game and then you get a full text of like this is the story and that's what's cool about it and that's kind of what the by the end the cast of the characters start kind of talking to you about is that like what does it mean to have these stories like this character in the game is technically the the person of the story but you're hearing it second and third hand Will you remember them forever? What did you feel about it as the experience? Because now you feel like you experienced it. Will they forever be gone? Or because you heard it, now you're part of it? It's, it's, a, it's kind of a, a deeper conversation. And the game goes meta with it. But Are you trying very to meta. with this game? What? Are you trying to Toto this game? What does that mean? Yeah. Isn't the premise of Toto like once people forget you exist in the world that you like disappear in the afterlife yeah yeah but this is this is not i don't think that's what alex no. was trying to get at it's okay it's trying to tell you these stories so that you can see like man the world really is a messed up place that we live in it's stuff that you wouldn't necessarily believe unless you heard it firsthand from somebody and that's yeah that's exactly what alex was saying so my question to you sir uh what was your favorite game, your mini game, and mm-hmm. what other uh, fun thing did you find the in, in the environment that you want to tell everybody about? Because that's what I want to talk about. Uh, the beer vending machine that uh, would spit out a corpse hand every time. Yep, that was that was a fun one. You could just hit the beer vending machine. It didn't really do anything. It would just you press it, and a corpse hand would fall out, and that would be the end of that. But uh, my favorite mini game. It's not fun. <laughs> but uh joel there is uh one section where a lady is recanting the story about her husband dying he had made an enemy in prison that person got out and came to shoot him before he had passed he asked her to sing before he's about to get shot and you have to press the keys to sing this song as mm. that man is about to die but and don't s- don't spoil too much of it because mm. You want to at least give people an opportunity to play it. That's why yeah. I was like, which which game? So That's, I also I enjoyed... Like I like their singing. Their singing, the singing was very haunting. Yes, because you could just hit the keys in any order, and it would still sound really nice, and it would sound flute. I like the karaoke for that reason. That was my favorite minigame. And one of the things that I have to mention, because I found it in the environment, is the squid that's just hanging out with the knife. Oh, and yeah. Frig, Frig like walks up to her and she's like, "Well, that's a squid with a knife. I'm not going to mess with him. He doesn't. He doesn't do anything. Nope. But it's just like a fun thing in the environment that you could encounter. That's good. Yeah. It's a it's a weird world for a Welcome to Elk, but uh, I really think that 
the like while the video game the, for me this isn't necessarily a video game but this is a masterclass on how to tell a good story this is how you take these points and and explore explore these stories what are you laughing at over there <laughs> i'm laughing at joel finishing his italian ice let's <laughs> see if he can think now well my my uh brain freeze is gone so i was dead to go okay um I'll uh yeah I'll say uh my wife has been playing a TV show in the background for the last like well pretty much the whole podcast so far so uh anybody that can guess the name of the TV show based off of the theme music you've been hearing uh, comment on our next episode's Twitter post with the name and I'll buy you a game on Switch. Wow, that was a really far journey to say whoever can guess. And I know what she's watching, so... <laughs> well, you can't enter. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's not fair to me. <laughs> All right, so that was Welcome to Elk. I, I definitely think that there is room for something like this in, in, a, in a field of you know, first-person shooters and puzzle games. I think that this is something new and different that uh, I think is worth taking a look at. Not uh, your... Review is... Yeah. Yeah, Alex has a review incoming, but it's not your conventional game. I would go as far as to call it interactive storytelling. Yes, exactly. Now, uh, speaking of interactive storytelling, you don't even know where I'm going with this. because No, that's a terrible transition. transition. Um, Joel, Joel, you brought to us <laughs> Gestalt. I mean, they're sort of... Um, I say interactive storytelling. That game, my problem with it. Gestalt right off the bat is that game just talks at you for like the first like 15 minutes. That's an exaggeration. It's like five. Like five. Alex has um, problems with time. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Gestalt is a uh, 2D platforming action game. Uh, I-, I guess the common nomenclature is Metroidvania. I don't know how much I got out of that, but uh, the setting is very, like, you know Van Helsing? I would say, like, that's sort of the, the vibe I got, was sort of like the old English dark tones with, like, the trench coat stuff and and sort of uh, that sort of dark and dreary atmosphere. Uh, you play as a female bounty hunter. I forgot her name already. Uh, who has just sort of awoken from being in a coma after sort of like a bad incident on a job. And the doctor and friend are like, oh, don't worry, we covered for you. Like, everybody thinks you were on like a secret ops mission or something like that. And you make your way to this bartender who must be like the person who does the job, like offers the jobs. And there's also some sort of like agency that's like the professional bounty hunting agency that wants to get you to join them and they're like you know you, you have these dialogue prompts through all the stuff that seems kind of meaningless i think it's just meant to like give you a bit of control over the what the back and forth is but this seems um, really deep in story and yeah like they're there's a, if you actually read the stuff, Alex, there, there's actually a lot going on. <laughs> no, that's, that, like again, it. that was my whole thing was that I sat there and I was like, well, let's get into this story. And then after like, I think the f- page seven of, of text, I was like, ugh. See, yeah, I kind of liked that. Like, a lot of it's, it's, it, it's more that I wanted like an introduction. I wanted to know what I was doing with the game. 
And mm. and, and not for not getting past the story, I really liked the gameplay. But that story, it just was a lot to heap in the front for me. And that's where I kind of felt like, okay, this is taking a while for I act- before I actually... Like it's, 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 invest- it's, it's saying you better be invested from the jump or else it's kind of not going to make... Like for me, I felt like, okay, this, is not, this may not make sense or I may not have agency unless. So I better sit through this lengthy period of time and it just kind of... It, it, kinda, it, it made me feel like I was being held hostage a little bit. Okay, in a, in a medium where people are often told you have to dip past the fifth hour of a game yeah. to get to the really good stuff, <laughs> like a- asking for ten minutes of your time, <laughs> like, what has happened to our attention span? Where it's a that's tall order, much? okay? <laughs> He's got to play these games so we can talk about them. He doesn't have time to read. <laughs> it's not even... Okay, you know what? I will say this. It's not the fact that you can't that you have to play five hours for a game to be good. It was more that it was paragraphs of text. Paragraphs. Not a sentence or two. It was paragraphs that was le- that was of exposition. I I'm sorry you had to experience that. Give me the Star Wars <laughs> crawl and let's move on. Because that gameplay uh, was good. Yeah, well, once you get past the the premise building and the world building stuff that I I enjoyed, uh, you get sent on your mission and it's you're going through like these they're sort of sewers, right? And you're yeah. kind of just taking out henchmen of this uh, organization uh, and clearing out the sewers. It's like you're sort of like, uh, we're going to brush the dust off since you've been out for a while mission thing. And the combat is, it's pretty good. Like, uh, the, you got a few dodge options. Uh, you did a gun that you did to aim and shoot at people, which isn't always something that you did in these. Um, and you have a sword. And th- as far as I can tell, those are sort of the main actions. Oh, you also had the ability to jump and then do sort of like a down kick kind of thing. Uh, also, you get wall so, jumps too. Yeah, wall jumps. Yeah. So like, <laughs> this game has everything: guns, wall jumps, <laughs> down kick. God, I should have played this. Well, what's cool is that if you hold the the because you have a light and a heavy attack. If you hold the light, you will do a like a twirl with your sword that will do damage. And then if you let go and push forward, she'll just do a, a jump stab. Mm-hmm. So the uh, yeah. the thing about that is that I like that there is there is variation to the combat. Yeah, and, and you can actually like if you're just doing individual moves one on one at a time, it can feel feel very stunted because once you do a slash, you stop moving. Like you yeah. stop doing your tracks, you do the slash animation. But like if you time things right, you can like do a slash, roll underneath him before the enemy sort of does his attack jump up do the down kick and then like slash it in on your way down and and you can get really technical with it in a way that i didn't expect for something like this like uh, you think about like symphony of the night or something and i love that game or bloodstained most attacks you were just jumping in attacking jumping out or like dodging away and then waiting for your next turn to do that one attack again and here i felt like there was a little more uh variation about how you could attack somebody yeah and then again i found that because the other part of it was that the gun which i only had three bullets would if there were uh, each enemy had a stun meter so if you shot them enough times they would get stunned which cool animation her emptying out her barrel putting in three new bullets and then shooting again that was uh, the nice detailed animation that I, I enjoyed seeing the bullets drop mm-hmm. to the ground and everything like that. But uh, uh, I like the boss. Yeah. 
I got brutalized. Oh, really? <laughs> I, I did not. Uh, it, it, the boss, you sort of, at the end of the boss, uh, at the end of the level, the boss is literally just like a made-to-man room with the boss mm. sitting there and, and having different patterns. So, like, one of the big patterns was, like, a big jump across, and then he would sort of stomp on the floor, and, and rocks would fall all around. And uh, I probably could have gotten past it if I actually worked a little harder on it, but, yeah, I, I just I got messed up pretty bad. The... So I like the when I was playing with the, just fighting the regular enemies, I would stun them with my gun. Then I would do the sword flourish stab, and that did a pretty good chunk of damage. But when it, that's the the thing that I'm sure will be, you'll get varying on weapons. You'll level up and get points to get attack to vary attack damage and stuff like that. But when it came to that boss, it was dodge attack, dodge attack, dodge attack. You know, so dodge in, attack, dodge out, dodge in, attack, dodge out. So if you could, so. It definitely got a, you know, a little bit repetitive on the boss, but he looked good, and you know I felt accomplished beating him, so it didn't bother me. I thought that mm-hmm. uh, it brought Yeah, I wasn't suggesting that it was too hard. It was just that I, yeah. <laughs> I, my stills were lacking. I, I was not disciplined in my approach. Well, I just mean, though, that if you, you the game, like you said, it could feel stunted if you let it, but you the, it gives you enough variability to to have to again to feel like you're not doing the same thing and there's m- many combinations of moves that will work together and chain together to make it interesting and uh different mm-hmm. uh and just i want to i want to clarify gestalt steam and cinder yes steam and cinder i want to make sure that's that we got the proper name but uh pixel art look beautiful i like the character and it, it's funny you said helsing I don't even think of that Hugh Jackman movie. I think of there was a there was an anime called Helsing, and this character also looked like that. She had a bright red trench coat, and so I'm like, oh, that actually was that Van uh, Helsing movie Hugh Jackman. Mm, yes, I'm not wow. helping you with this. Yes, it was because I don't. I, when I hear Van Helsing, I never think Hugh Jackman. That's just an insult to the the person and the genre <laughs> in general. <laughs> Well, I mean, again, that I, movie was supposedly not good, so I don't know. Oh, it was. Like, I, I, saw, I saw it in our second run theater when it was still open decades ago. <laughs> it was bad. And yeah, that, yes, that's Hugh Jackman. But the the anime, Helsing, where he's a vampire and he kills other vampires in a bright red coat and a bright red hat, looked like this. And I like that. So the, the, all of this, uh, again, I also am a sucker for pixel art. Joel, are you going to continue, are you going to keep up with this one? I'm going to keep an eye on it. it. It's supposed to be coming out for Switch sometime here. Oh, everywhere, but like I'll get it on Switch when it comes out. I, I'm a sucker for a good Metroidvania uh, platforming action game. So yeah, this is up, up my alley. So second to really your beat 'em up love. Yes. Okay. Now, uh, Getty, uh, I brought this one to you, but I want you to kind of lead the charge on this one. Tell us about star renegades star renegades all right since all we're doing is comparing the games to movies this uh time did you guys ever see edge of tomorrow nope. live die no repeat. but i've heard good things the tom cruise to. movie okay I feel like tom cruise be connected to anime is any, everything i want to be in life but i just didn't get the opportunity oh uh, it is it is a pretty good movie but that is the bread and butter of this game it is got that futuristic feel uh, where even the main character, the suit of armor that she wears, 
uh, mimics what you would see in that movie. Uh, this is a JRPG meets rogue, not rogue. Yeah, yeah, rogue light. Because some of the yeah some of the elements do carry over uh, between runs. So the premise is uh, that there's this invading force and you have to try and destroy them in uh, the combat very turn-based but of course in your first playthrough you automatically get slaughtered your brother dies and then uh, you get to try and kind of fight back against these guys uh, there's no way to really succeed uh if you're you're pretty good then you can get uh, a little bit further but there's there's four planets and uh, let me tell you the runs they are very i haven't seen too much diversity in the environment but the the people you fight it's uh alex's adversary system or his nemesis system from nemesis Lord of the Rings. <laughs> the nemesis system. All right, so the characters, uh, you get three to start. And as you defeat enemies, you'll get points that you can use to unlock more characters or weapons that'll carry over between your runs, your playthroughs. Uh, if you complete a planet, then you can unlock another character for your party. So the default is three. And then as you do more, you can uh, unlock more. But the... Uh, the thing is, you really have to strategy. Your strategy has to be sound, otherwise you're going to get just mowed down. So, while you can try and go in and attack and attack and attack, it's it's not very helpful. Now, uh, I'm not trying to shame. He Joel, is. did you play this? I played through the intro. You did. Oh, where the brother fantastic. died. Okay. Yeah. So, so you yeah. kind of understand that the the way the combat works, whether it being a timeline. And certain attacks could knock an enemy's uh, attack off. I feel the like timeline. there was a Final Fantasy that handled like the attack turns that way, wasn't there? Probably. I thought there was one. Well, you could do that I... in tactics. You Maybe could bump tactics. somebody further in the rotation or the order if you used uh, certain moves. Yeah. Because that was part of yeah, that was part of what I liked about it. Is like there there are clear weakness and like triggering moves, and that you have to like inspect the enemy and see what their strengths and weaknesses are and you can sort of stun them and that'll knock them out of the turn but then also there are you can only do it a few times before it is immune to it after that point too so that was part of what i found really cool is like especially once you got both of them on a team you could have one of your characters like block if they're in danger of getting hurt and then have the other one just commit a stun move and then just sort of reset on the next turn and, and, and kind of strategize that way. So I, I never understood the, the rage system, though. Uh, how do you build rage in this? By attacking. That That's all? That's literally just like... It's, it's all. Okay. But then you I, don't I, I unlock the I, moves because during the tutorial you get to use a special move with your brother. Right. In order to do that, then you have to... During the camping scenes... All right, so... As you're progressing through the map, each day, or yeah, you get three days to try and prepare yourself to fight the behemoth, which is like the guardian of the planet that's coming down to attack you. So when you rest at the campsite, you can play cards that will increase the relationship between your characters, and mm-hmm. they'll also give you perks for the following day 
uh, whether it be for a certain number of battles or just for the duration of whatever it is. So you could even heal up some of your wounds, but that's another place where the game isn't very forgiving. So once you get to the second level of friendship with each of the party members, then you start to get those moves that use rage. Otherwise, I think it's level three, two or three, that has certain moves that you can use mm-hmm. that depend on rage. But yeah, okay. it's it's just attacking that builds rage. Fair enough. I, I just, I wasn't seeing the connection because I, in, in the tutorial, they, they actually like give you the verbal prompt of like, let's use this move. Yeah. And then I, I didn't build it up at all <laughs> during the whole thing. So it was just kind of wild. Uh, you might have been using some of the other attacks, which use rage. The other Maybe. part is I couldn't figure out what enemies were weak to what. I understand that in the tutorial it was explaining it to me, but it was so like based on symbols and less on a direct communication to me of what each weakness meant that uh, that I, I, I didn't understand what attacks were doing what, so it kind of felt like I was attack picking attacks almost at random, if anything, to push an enemy back in the timeline. So it was it was harder for me to find a little bit of the strategy there. I know that I could I should spend more time with it, but in the time that I did play, I I found it a little bit confusing in that way, that regard. I'm, I can go on that for a while because there's there's the shield that the enemies have and then there's armor. So some of the moves will be more effective against shields. Once the shields break, then you have to use your attacks that are effective against HP or the armor that the the enemies might have. Like uh, you guys know the hellbats that you would see in StarCraft. Mm-hmm. So some of the enemies, uh, when you get a little bit further, I I don't even think I saw one in my first playthrough, uh, but they look exactly like that. And you have to break their shield, then break their armor, and then you can finally de- deal some decent damage to their HP. But it's okay. it's a lot of different things that you have to try to balance and juggle if you want to be successful in your run. Like I, It wasn't until my third run that i was able to clear the first planet and even then i wasn't successful in defeating all of the nemesis (laughs) because you need the the, you need to kill those nemesis to get the intel to unlock more characters he needs it and there are there are 13 and also there are variations on the 13 yes so you'll see different character you'll see the same character but there can be different moves on each character yeah you can a little bit of that is unlocked through uh, completing runs because it'll level up your overall rank and that's one of the elements that i don't really understand is how it determines how much experience you get uh once you complete a run but then it'll be like all right now win who's like the main character she can use uh rookie or she can use like berserker or something and it'll give you better bonuses when you're playing. Yeah, this game has a lot going on. I'm going to stick with it. That's that's <laughs> why I brought it to you. It seemed like up your alley. And, you know, there is uh, Darkest Dungeon. Which Into the pl- Breach. Like, that's what this yeah, kind of feels it, like, too. Yeah. They, well, the, 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 the campfire hanging out and playing those cards, that's what they do in, in uh, Darkest Dungeon as well. Okay. So there is a lot there. And I, th- I saw Star Renegades, and this seemed more up your alley, especially with the kind of JRPG strategy elements. 
Yeah, and I, your your I, occasional likes of rogues. I just like to get the crap kicked out of me every once in a while to make me feel like I'm alive. <laughs> Speaking of kicking the crap out of you, uh, let's take a break because we got to discuss your updates to the beat list. I am unhappy, Getty. Yep. The beer back. Hey, news. If you aren't busy later, do you want to up, down, up, down, left, right, left, right, A, B, start? Mmm, yeah. <laughs> it's so she good. She wants those glittering prizes. <laughs> it's so good. I was actually going to switch it up and do the uh, do the Sonic up, C, down, C, left, C, right, C, hold all three buttons and press start. That's the uh, debug menu. Y'all welcome. <laughs> play, play that Sonic 1 debug menu. The only the only ones I retained were from Diablo two. I think Ooh, it was uh, if you typed in glittering prizes into the text prompt, it'd give you money. And then if you typed in "today is a good day to die," I think it was invincibility. That was the same for Warcraft two. Mm-hmm. So that's your pulls, huh? You really like stuck to those. I think it was just more distinct. I I I didn't hold on to the directional prompts from uh sega no sega yeah that's we should talk about that in an episode okay (laughs) (laughs) content news news we got some news uh first piece of news super gg extra life november 7th we are still figuring out whether we're going to do live or internet-only streams. But because of that, we do have plans for both. And uh, you can imagine that there will be... Uh, the the normal events, there will probably be a Tournament of Power hosted by Getty. What? <laughs> this is the first time <laughs> I'm hearing be, about that. You know, I will be playing a Sega Dreamcast game, as I try to do every year. Uh, Joel will be hosting the Suckathon. Yeah, that's the name where we're going with. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the name we're going. Where? Uh, what character? Kirby or Kirby? Kirby? Yeah, Kirby. Well, Joel will be doing uh, the thing where he <laughs> will eat players and then spit them out <laughs> over the edge of a cliff for donation money. And uh, my partner will be playing through her annual. Uh, was it um, visual visual novel? novel. Which visual one? Novel. Dating sim. I, again, Necrobarista is too real, so we're going to skip that one. I think I have uh, I one for it, you, but it's not safe for anything. Uh, so then it will be Hatful Boyfriend or Best Friends Forever. <laughs> Which I played. Figured, yeah, we haven't figured it out yet. We're still planning that out, but it will be her annual visual novel. And uh, there will be some backlog blog and some early adopters. So we will continue that tradition. And that will be November 7th. Links will be available. Donate as you can. Join our team and let's have some fun. G- uh, also, guest appearances. 
question mark requests from fans of the show people who will listen you can you could super gg radio at gmail.com you could tell us what to do and for charity we will dance we will do whatever it needs to happen we will make sure that chair these kids need money and we will Daddy do whatever will take it the takes. Shirt off. Yeah, no, I I wasn't making a face at that part. I was making a dance. I thought we were <laughs> well, going to make like, a dance monkey dance kind of thing, but we were going to play games. Like let them like, hey, you guys should play this. Maybe also true. Uh, what? Well, again, one of the thoughts is Frog Fractions too. That's that's on me. No, that's on me. All right. We'll see. We'll see. Again, send an email. Continuing, uh, the PlayStation 5 event happened uh, with such notable... Uh, I, have a, I have a list here. Do you guys want to go through the list? Do you guys want to tell me yay or nay? Do you want to discuss each one one by one? You tell me. I am the one drinking heavily. Well, I, how are we looking on time? Are we six uh, I mean, hours the, into this episode the, yet? The only ones that are like PlayStation 5 exclusive are Final Fantasy 16 and Demon Souls, right? Yes. Well... <laughs> What do you mean exclusive? <laughs> uh, like 16's coming to con- PC, motherfucker. Console exclusive. <laughs> How about that? Yes. I, uh, I don't like everything else is cross-platform between PS4 and PS5, which is just like a bid. why bother upgrading to a new console? I mean, thank you to Sony for being mindful of my budget during a pandemic and uh, economic uh, turmoil, but like... Uh, yeah, I wasn't too hung up on losing the chance to pre-order this week. Wait, so Spider-Man's well, that, not going to be a Joel console a exclusive? Because no you problem, completely Miles. like biffed that one too. Which part? No, I, Spider-Man. Spider-Man Miles Morales is coming to PS4. Yeah, you said the only exclusives were Final Fantasy. Never mind. None of this matters. The world's over. <laughs> None of it matters. Joel didn't Final get his 16. pre-order, so he's pissed. Spider-Man, Miles Morales, <laughs> Hogwarts Legacy, Resident Evil 8, Deathloop, Abe's Odyssey, Soulstorm. I'm pro that one. That one actually looked kind of wh- hype. Why aren't you saying world premiere before all of these? Getty, do it. Do the voice. World premiere. Thank you. That's an Get- Xbox thing. Is Joel? it? Joel. Isn't it? Joel. <laughs> what? That's for the soundboard. <laughs> 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 Getty saying world premiere. Okay, one more, one more take. Just so we have a clean cut. Getty, hit it. We're not doing that right now. I'm no, gonna we're actually talking later. about it. We're actually we're, right we, now. No, you weren't in the chat. We were discussing it. Getty, hit us. Alex premiere. Boo. <laughs> he did it like 17 times last time. We'll get him. Yeah, you'll get All me. Right. Don't worry. Demon Souls. Uh, you, you gotta admit, Demon Souls looked real pretty like that is ground up new game you didn't i didn't so? see it i didn't see it <laughs> oh yeah i, I didn't no. see most demon of souls event. they did full gameplay of that intro it looked real hot it looked like the first world it was really oh nice. oh i i bet and i you know of all the souls games demon souls is the one i played the most of so i i i am curious about that it's just like I'm not new console curious about it. No, I'm abs- no, we're all we're all past that here that we're not new console people and that's fine. Because you know, we're 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 we're, we're money conscious and trying to be as efficient as possible with what we're playing. But I am saying 
You, if you looked at the if you looked at the footage, Demon Soul looked real nice. Miles well, I, Morales I, looked real nice. I'll be honest. If they had a new Infamous game with this, I might have jumped in. I mean, I will say Final Fantasy 16. While the cutscenes looked awesome, the very minuscule gameplay they showed looked choppy as hell. It was brutal looking. Like, very oh, the, bloody. The, cu- the cutscenes? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm I, not going to jump on that one too hard. Um, they even prefaced that with saying, like, this is being ran on an emulator on PC <laughs> for that preview. So, And again, when I, I saw stuttering in the gameplay, I said, you probably shouldn't do it this way. Yeah, I mean, let's let's be honest. They're a minimum of two years out anyway. Yep. Like, yeah, they got fine. time. Uh, Deathloop, cool as hell. Resident Evil, sure. Hogwarts Legacy, interesting. But Miles Morales, that, that I'm, I'm ready to get back into that. I'll look forward to playing that on PlayStation 4. Uh, now, they also have the PS Plus Collection. The PlayStation Plus Collection, meaning a bunch of PS4 games coming to PS5. That's fine. Uh, pricing, 500 and 400 And those pre-orders are a mess. Gotta tell you, right now, I breaking news scalpers charging 2500 for playstation 5s right now sweet i'm sorry 25000 oh that's no, way that's, too that's much that's not real on ebay <laughs> oh that's ebay that's just a box there's not even a system in there no but people are selling their pre-orders now shit's gone wild of course they shit's are gone wild it happens with every console launch and now that there's like people that have bots that do all the buying for them, it's impossible to get the stuff anymore. So, hey Joel, hey Joel, you know who's not doing that? Your mom. <laughs> there that tweet. Xbox goes. Don't worry, we'll tell you when our pre-orders are. Yep. Yeah that that felt very uh, last gen when when Sony you know rad on xbox and we're just like this is how you share games with friends and then just showed a video of the two of them passing a game back and forth to each other like easy and easy layup over the the bundling of the pre-order stuff here i don't know isn't well, the xbox are... like two days before sony on the the release should they be a yes. little concerned about that <laughs> it's more the fact that Xbox didn't announce pre-orders yet, and they have they didn't just surprise it on people, and also the fact that PlayStation said, we will let you know exactly when the pre-orders are. I would be concerned, but, no matter what. But Xbox has the same problem. There are no games. Well, I mean, yeah. there's the, the Game Pass stuff, but like, there's no new exclusive games that are meaningful. Wait, That's what do you mean? I thought Halo was coming out. Isn't that 2021 now? It's not and 2022. Also, isn't PC now? I thought that Halo was the cornerstone of the Xbox One X S tricky. Where <laughs> where are you guys getting this information? Also, yeah, it's coming to Game the, Pass day and date, man. The internet. <laughs> it's coming to Game Pass. Internet. Game Pass. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Date and date. Uh. Okay. So, uh, all in all... It looked pretty, but underwhelming in, in the entirety. At least that's my opinion. Now, to go along with that, just because the hits keep on coming, Nintendo Direct Mini bringing in Monster Hunter Rise, 
Monster Hunter Stories 2, Disgaea 6, and Hades live today. On break, I was talking about uh, buying Hades on Switch. $20. I get paid this week. Hades <laughs> is in the cards. I'm excited. Um, Monster Hunter Rise, I think this might be what I talked about before, that it was probably in the Resident Evil uh, 2 and 3 engine, but it did look nice. It did look nice. I could see this being a, a hot game, but also I could see it being a little bit downgraded. But there's talks that this is coming out the same time as the Nintendo Switch Pro. Is, yeah, I... Is that confirmed? So, talking about Rise, the, the one addition I found kind of neat, they had this glow bud thing that you could kind of toss in certain places and you could use as a swing to places and as you're climbing up. So, like, it almost act as, like, a, a repel to be able to climb surfaces and, and move across the field quicker. Hey, hey, Joel? Joel? Yeah. You should play Iceborne. Yeah. No. They, they added that. Oh, they did? <laughs> yeah, now he's going to play. <laughs> they added a grappling hook for everybody. Well, you're you're out of some money, Nintendo. Sorry. Um, <laughs> you can play Iceborne with me. I'm playing Iceborne. We should play Iceborne. You want to play Iceborne? Let's play Iceborne. I, I'll look out for a sale for the next time it's on sale. I'll, I'll uh, diddy up. I like Iceborne. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Ben, I, no, I, I, this is one of those things I prefer on PC. Just just the loading times alone is enough for me to be like, I want it on a nice SSD and have it be nothing. So, No, yeah. that's real. That's real. Yeah. Like, without question. But, you know, playing it on your Switch is like... You know, I... I bought Borderlands collection on Switch recently because it was on sale, and I, you know why? Not because I want to play it sweet on on uh, with my friends online. I'm playing it because I want to just like grind and be do it in my free time, like before bed. You heard him. I don't know what happened yeah. to using the tech deck while we're recording. You could be grinding right now. What makes you think I'm not? I haven't the... heard any on the track yet. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh monster hunter rise uh, i never got into the monster hunter stories uh games but it's it's more of an rpg an old old school rpg so i have i, I kind of want to investigate but i don't know too much uh disgaea 6 uh that series is excellent but that series is so deep you got 200 hours yeah enjoy some disgaea all right. Hey, get it. You want to borrow my copy of Disgaea 1 for Switch? You have it for Switch? Like a yeah, physical copy it? of it? Yeah, I'll give you that in Mario Odyssey. I was planning on bringing them over sometime. Why am I going to... Shouldn't you be playing Paper Mario? I'm gonna. I still am. <laughs> Wasn't there something else that you were supposed to finish on Switch? Joel, Hades is pretty good. You like Hades? <laughs> Sorry, I'm playing Paper Mario. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think we finally scored a combo breaker in the news. Leave it to me, guys. Get it, you always suck. Yep. Joel, you're also disappointing. But I... <laughs> I am amazing at You know, that's what the they news. put in my performance review each year. <laughs> no, the, the exact quote was, I am disappointed. <laughs> Let's be right back. Thank you.
And we're back. Back with the Backlog Blog, where we play games that, uh, where we aren't clear on which series it is trying to mimic. Okay, that was, uh, that was a little bit of a, a long distance to go. Getty, you're playing Tokyo Mirage Sessions, hashtag FE Encore. Did you actually mm, say I, hashtag? I think, I think it's sharp FE. Yeah. It's sharp definitely F-E. sharp FE. Yeah, th- this, w- this was pre-Twitter prominence, I think. Mm, it's supposed disagree. to be music-related, so yeah, definitely sharp there, no, that? Sharp. <laughs> okay, but not pre-Twitter dominance. It is absolutely not. The game's not that old. Nobody cares about Twitter except people on Twitter. And Joel, <laughs> when and he's Joel. trying to get a point across. <laughs> <laughs> Getty, you played Tokyo Mirage Sessions, by the way. I'm adding something into this, so continue. I don't understand what that's supposed to mean, but okay. Uh, Please don't add anything vulgar into it. No. Okay. Uh, So Tokyo Mirage Sessions. uh, I I had no idea that this series or this game existed until Mm -hmm. I uh, heard about it. I think I heard about it on Gaming Fix, and I was like, oh, that sounds like it might be kind of fun and interesting to play. And... To this day, I'm not sure if this is supposed to be, like, mimicking Fire Emblem, or if this is supposed to be Persona, or if there's, like, a whole nother subgenre, because this is very music-oriented game. Well, this is, this is, um, this is a spinoff, another spinoff of the Shin Megami Tensei series. The reason why you may not have heard about this, and, um... Me and Joel were very aware of this, and the reason why we were very aware of this is because it was Wii U only. And I, being a big fan of the Persona series since 3 and then 4 on PS2, me not being able to play a Shin Megami Megami Potensei game because it was Wii U only made it completely ridiculous, and (laughs) I was actually very upset. And then when it came out on Switch, I was very excited but waiting for that $60 price range to drop. You know that it won't. It's an exclusive, brah. I'm gonna I went out of my way when up. they announced this on Switch to go pick up a cheap copy on Wii U because I was like, I'm going to grab this now when it's dirt cheap. And now it sits on my backlog. <laughs> no, yeah, so we actually were very aware of this, but uh, it's glad, it's good that you picked it up, especially considering you just, uh, what is it, you platinumed Persona 5 Royal. Are you saying it's good that I picked it up because you want to borrow it after I finish? Yes, also because the only copy in the Chicago Land area uh, is the fifteen dollar Wii U version. Oh, really? It's it's yeah, a hard no, game to no come one's by. Selling it on, no, I mean you could find it at like a GameStop. You can't find it on OfferUp. Yeah, I know that's your main uh, venue for picking up stuff. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. no, I, I got it on a sale from GameStop because it was pre-owned and they were. I think it was 40 and for me that that's a good price for something that I'm going to milk for hopefully at least 60 hours. Okay, and what do you think about the game? I mean, well you're not also it's kind of funny you picked this up and you're talking to us about it in in kind of a shocked way. You're like, "I don't know what this game is." And also, "Can you tell me about idol culture?" And I'm like, "Oh, Getty, we got to unpack this." So, yeah, there's a lot going on. But oh, idols are big. I went to Japan and we went to an idol store and we just saw posters and coasters and 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 different memorabilia, trading cards of just different pop stars and idols 
and you know hats with just their 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 airbrushed on of these idols all over the place it's a really kind of big deal there yeah it's kind of weird like some of the stuff it doesn't seem like it's something that the main character or one of the main characters should be having to deal with at i think she's 18 so you you play as this guy and uh, he kind of like gets uh brought into this weird uh, dimension as you said it's uh shin megami tensai so there's all these uh demons and monsters that live in a plane or existence that's alongside of or parallel to the regular existence that we're in but all of the monsters in this one uh they want to like draw out and obtain performa which is like the musical element that lives inside of people so uh, me as a person, as Getty, I would have none of this. I am not musically inclined. I can't sing. I think I can dance. My wife tells me I can't, so <clears throat> I have to go with what she I've seen this footage, you can't. Uh, but, yeah, so he figures out that he has this, this special performer and that he also is a mirage master, which that's your persona. But the personas are Fire Emblem characters, but they don't look like Fire Emblem characters. It's like somebody decided that they were going to use the names and the personalities without mm. using the visuals from them. So <laughs> your character, he kind of looks like he's from Fire Emblem, but like his Mirage is not. And as the story goes on, as you progress, like it's broken up into acts. And during each of the acts, like you have to go into the idol sphere and defeat or save somebody from one of these mirages that's trying to terrorize the world. But the thing that really weirds me out, there's there's a lot of good things about the game, but the weird part is, and I'm sure you're going to tell me that this is completely normal, but the sexualization of all the female characters to the point where I'm like, this doesn't seem, like, good or right. <laughs> like, well. the 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 director or the head of the company that you end up working for she like she basically has very few buttons on her blouse buttoned up um well. a very short skirt and she's always drunk and she's like i'm just doing it for the business guys and then they're like oh well that's that's interesting and then you're like oh well. <laughs> i think it's during act maybe it's the end of act one or act two where you're like oh well she just got kidnapped by a photographer so we have to go save her so the way that they like try and figure out how they're going to do this is uh they go and find a book of pictures that she took when she was like a an idol starting out or a model and it's like oh the way that she's looking at me it's like she has something she wants to show me but in the boyfriend way and i'm like well maybe chalk it up to poor translation maybe chalk it up to um i'm really concerned with yeah so the the girl like the female lead is subasa and she she's also trying to figure out what it means to be an idol at the same time as being a mirage master and i got to like a side story where she's like oh i need to figure out what it means to be like a a provocative woman so i'm gonna find this cat so that he can show me what it is to like be alluring but dangerous at the same time 
Getty, can you tell me what it is to be provocative and alluring at the same time? And dangerous. You forgot dangerous. And dangerous. Tell me. I don't know, but she goes to pet the cat, and it, like, rolls over, and then the second she gets closer, he's like, <sighs> as cats will do. <laughs> I, so I, I can imagine that that is probably something common in the entertainment industry, the, the over-sexualization of teenagers and, and preteens and, and things like that. I, I mean, at, at least it's not that cuties movie. Well, okay, hold on. As somebody who has dabbled in the Asian pop idol world, uh, okay. I, I linked something to you guys in Discord. Not offensive. It's it, there. They are sexualized, but not in the way that we sexualize American uh, artists. So, while you may think like, "Oh, they're trying to be provocative and dangerous." You also have to realize that they have strict rules on what they can show and how much they can show. So I know, uh, Joel, you had messaged how they, in the game, they had cut down hip bones and cleavage and stuff like that for this version of the game. But that's actually also how kind of the pop idol, like those kinds of artists work, is that they don't necessarily put like tons of cleavage uh short shorts situations they they give you the idea of of sexy while while not actually showing everything there's no like they're not doing cardi b like you know wop style you know like art like they're not doing that it's more about hinting at it what could give you the idea of it without actually doing it and in this case the game takes its own leniency just like it was for any other anime right you watch an anime and there's cleavage out the wazoo. There's people wearing provocative outfits in animes, but you go to Japan and that's not actually how it is. Okay, two two things. Number one, yeah. the the link that I sent, uh, the focus is not the fact that they censored out this woman's hip bones. It is that some dweeb on Twitter was upset about quote unquote censorship because they removed her vagina bones. Yes, the well documented vagina bones. Uh, I want to clarify that this this is not my personal opinion that there's some sort of anti some you know censorship thing going on uh, that matters. Uh, two, whenever you say Cardi B's WAP, my mind goes to Cardi B's do WAP. Nope. And also, whenever you say that, Alex, a child cries. Well, also, did you get that Waluigi? Uh, yes, <laughs> that was okay. terrible. I, I don't know. That was pretty good. It's awful. <laughs> it's pretty good. So I still watch it. So the, I just want you to understand that the 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 idol culture isn't as extreme as the game makes it out to be. But I feel like the reason why the game makes it out to be is because it's more anime than real world. You know, you you in anime they go a little bit further, but when you go to actual Japan, no one is actively dressing that way. All right. Well. Anyway, I guess I could talk about the gameplay a little bit because I think I've just given yeah. a summary of what the the plot is. I, it is that very uh, even Persona-esque combat system where you need to try and find your enemy's weaknesses in order to chain attacks. And in this one, they call them sessions. And uh, when you string a, a series of attacks together, it can 
potentially deal a lot more damage. The downside being that your enemies can do the same thing to you. And there are, there are definite times in the game when it feels like the enemies are skewed or overpowered in such a way that you have no good way to defend yourself. Like, I'll have a couple of those wow moments where I, I think that I'm in good shape, I've leveled my characters sufficiently, and then uh, a session will happen where the enemies attack me, and then I'll be down to, like, one person with barely any health left, and I'll be like, all right, it's a good thing I saved right before this. Because there is no autosave function. So. Do you feel like this game is harder than, say, a Persona 5? I don't think so, as long as you don't play stupid. Well, yeah. And, uh, I was going to say, I, I felt like there was the occasional moment in Persona 5 where the enemies could really chain up on you and really just get you stun-locked and hurt. Yeah, but that's also like the shuffling around your characters to make sure that you don't let that happen. So as long as you are like actively paying attention and you you know what the enemies are capable of, then you're in good shape. If you just completely throw caution to the wind and you're like, whatever, I can just melee mm. this guy down with regular attacks. Uh, no, <laughs> that's usually a terrible idea. <laughs> don't don't do that. <laughs> Unless you're way over. You're almost out of SP. Uh, actually. So now along in this one, if I could. That's not a huge concern because in the dungeons and different places, you could just like jump out, drink a soda, and it heals your characters to full, <laughs> and then like oh, come back in and and just teleport to where you were in the dungeon. There's no like oh. time frame, you don't have to worry about that. It's a low stress persona. See, that's pretty good. Okay, yeah. So, with this. You beat all 180, 190, 200 hours of Persona 5. And with that, you kind of wanted to scratch another itch that kind of goes along with that. Do you feel like Tokyo Mirage Sessions Sharp FE Encore scratches that itch to continue along your own, that, that feeling of bringing that back? It's definitely a different experience. I'm still trying to get to know the characters in this because they're are an awful lot of people that they just throw at you even for being mm -hmm. at the in act two i think or maybe i'm in act three at this point but they like throw mm. seven eight people and then like introduce even more people uh, for persona i feel like i know like that entire crew of people because you spend so much time with all of them and you're able to do all the the side missions even early on or the confidant building so you have those moments uh, of talking and getting to know them. Yeah, in Persona 5, the way the dungeons are laid out versus the calendar days, even if you take on the dungeon early and knock it out quickly, you still have that dozen or so days that you've got nothing to do other than relationship building with those side characters. And that's what felt so, so like, good about the game. Right, yeah, because by, by the time you're even mid-game, like you, you feel invested in all the characters, and, and you've come to really like all of them so it's uh the states feel more uh bid that way yep so okay so you feel positive along with this story bringing a persona element and then also just having these fire emblem characters as almost like summons or alternate personality mirages as you kind of say right is that is that the fire emblem characters are summons or 
No, they, they're basically your persona ability. They let you use different attacks in combat. But they're not... Uh, you can't, like, change them or switch them. You can change your party members in combat, except for the main character. And, yeah. Mm. One of the really cool things about the game is that there will be times after you use, like, a regular move. Like, you go to use uh, your ice attack, Bufu, and it'll actually, like do a short like song cutscene attack that you randomly procced mm. and that that feels kind of cool mm. but trying to get all those i feel like i haven't unlocked too many so far but i'm sure as i progress it'll just like load them up later because one of my favorite things about uh, persona 5 royal was the addition of the showtime moves mm. like how cartoony and yeah. stupid and awesome those are like i i love <laughs> what they did with that joel did you did you hear about what the showtime moves were no okay i'll just toss this in there because i uh have been every time i kind of beat a game i will go back to persona 5 play like three hours and then leave again so i kind of been like playing it over the course of a year just like as i'm going and I just got to Showtime moves, so there will be a proc where occasionally you can two characters can do a team up move. Yeah. So in the instance of uh, the first one, you get is Morgana and Anne, and when that occurs, it's a full animated uh, section where Morgana will give Anne a dozen roses. She will say, "How nice! These are amazing!" Reach into the flowers, pull out double Uzis. And then Morgana will pick up a bomb, and they will do a calculated flip uh, over. They will drop a bomb and be shooting all of the Uzis everywhere in a full, I want to say, 45-second animated scene it's not that of long. them murdering the enemy. It's like 15, and 20 seconds total. And the one that Getty showed me was that... Uh, uh, the the fox the fox character is at, at at the coffee bar, and Skull kicks his through the door and needs ramen, and they go to eat ramen. And they're, as they're eating ramen, someone <laughs> the enemy breaks in the door. They both turn to him and pull their guns. And it's like it's like these are really long scenes. <laughs> they're elaborate. <laughs> like, I'm but still so much fun. It, The scene is still going, and that's what I'm saying is that they really added a secondary feature of team up moves that go places. Oh, just, but they'll randomly just imagine if it was Knights of the Round each time. Yeah, yeah. they'll randomly appear. So Tokyo Mirage Sessions kind of keeps that going. It sounds like with something else that's like an additional part of the game that does kind of enhance okay. the gameplay. Yeah, there's there's a lot to the game, and I like to get sidetracked. So I'll start doing a dungeon, and then I'll I'll dip out of the dungeon and try and do some of the side stuff just to keep things a little bit more interesting. That and the number of costumes that you're able to purchase so far has been mildly entertaining. My main character is dressed as Joker right now, so... Ooh! Okay. And then I tried to Getting dress out. the girls up a little bit more, because the costumes they get, uh... They are... <laughs> scant. So I'm like, hey, Subasa, I understand that you really like those short shorts, but here is, uh... Like, a nice sundress. Now you have You're clothes. You're them. <laughs> you are Put not going out in those clothes. <laughs> hey, 
Hey, I I have other games for that. All right. <laughs> Kenny, let me let me borrow let me borrow Tokyo Mash sessions when you're done with it. No, you are working on Paper Mario. Oh, work on Paper Mario so we can talk about harsh it. punishment. Then we get to, okay. Now, um, that was Tokyo Mirage session. I want to say it again. Tokyo Mirage sessions. Sharp Fe Encore. Long name. Uh, shorter name. I just want to talk about real quick. I beat Neo Cab. Neocab, which was previously on this podcast as an early adopter. And I just want to say, I uh, just want to give a real brief, the end of that game kind of railroads you in a way that I don't necessarily love. I feel like the game ended up being more about conversa- picking the right conversation choices and less about pick, uh, have, finding stories by picking up fares and hearing what they have to say. So, Joel, with that, the game culminates in a negotiation between uh, two characters, and you have to pick which emotion to go with, and your ending is if you picked the right options. So, like the game, it just it ends up being something different than what I expected, and after I had been kind of on a run of playing these different, uh, not not all, but a lot of different almost visual novel-like games, I feel like Neo Cab was the one that it ended up surprising me how much I didn't feel like I had control over the game. Ouch. Mm. Yeah. That's a so, bummer. Yeah, well, I mean, again, I, I kind of was like, well, I'm going to explore these different stories and I'm going to hear these different characters. And then I end up finding out that, like, there is probably eight characters total. And you end up repeating rides, but you don't repeat the same story, but you get the second part of their story, and then you get the third part of their story, and then it just, it just at a certain point, the game just wanted the story, the long-running main plot point to end. So you, I mean, you can delay it, for sure. You can delay the, you can delay the ending as long as you want, but I just, I felt like at a certain point, the game, you know, it's like you get three, two to three rides a day. And then you go to sleep and you wake up the next day, two to three rides a day. But I felt like after day five, the game says, here's the ending, go to the ending, go to the ending. And you could delay that. But once I did that, the game was like, okay, here's the choices you made. You were angry sometimes. You do, were do, you in think the they, do you think they wanted you to replay the game? Probably. I, I think they could have. I think they could have. And... Uh. And I'm, I'm not saying that it's worth replaying. I, I'm just saying, like, the some of these games, it feels like they sort of win, winnow you down that way after some choices, and they want you to replay it and make different choices to see the different outcomes. But, like, Here's you, have be, what I'll say. you have to be invested in that stuff to have it work like that. Here's what I'll say. I think that game's more of a telltale game than you think. That game is telltale, not you know, another story game. And it doesn't pitch itself as it is, but by the end, that final negotiation, they're going by your checklist of, hey, when I told you to go pick up that person, you didn't do it. When you were in the fair, you were in the cab with this person, you got angry. When you were with this person, you you chose to get sad. It kind of does that thing where it points you at all of your choices and then says, why did you do this? That was kind of wrong. Now let's go into a negotiation phase. Oh, like they, so, they explicitly call that out, though, in the game? Yes, as it turns out. See, 
That's that, why. That's, that's what I'm saying is that I'm not saying there's anything wrong with NeoCab. I'm saying is that it's not what you think it is, and it's surprising and almost to me disappointing because I just when that game started, I want something different, and it came out to be a Telltale game, and that was where I felt like surprised and almost and just it wasn't what I was feeling at the time. But that also sounds a little different from Telltale games in that like Telltale hides those things in the dialogue. And, and in the back and forth between characters, whereas this sounds like they just leave it out there in the open, completely bare. Like, I'm not sure I like that. At least the sounds well, of it. Well, no, it it doesn't. It, it does hide it in the dialogue. It just at the end it goes. Oh, by the way, I was listening. I was listening in the whole time. Because hmm. uh, the the uh, I mean, again, it's just I don't want to get into spoilers too much, but I I just I do know that by the end that person that you're talking to had access to everything from the beginning. And so your choices now they're going to rehash them for you. And you, ha- it felt like an, uh, it felt like more natural conversation, but as it turns out, they were kind of grading you and now you, you, they will throw it back at you. You know, I, I've got too many games to play already. And if I'm going to play a narrative game, you, you've already sold me on Necro Baristas. So I, I want to get around to that. Bam. Yeah, so NeoCab, I'm happy I played it. It's just that I also, it just wasn't what I was expecting. So if you want to play another Telltale game where you make choices that kind of happen organically, but then at the end they recap you of, hey, when this person asked you this, you chose this. What did you think about that? Then, you know, NeoCab's for you. I just was completely, like, I was not expecting that. And when it happened... I was actually kind of taken aback because it was just, whoa, this is okay. So this is this is this is one of those. Not what I thought. This is one of those. Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of this is one of those. This is one of those music episodes, Getty, because you were talking about some pop idols. Let's talk about chip tunes. I did it. That was a successful transition. You can you can fight me. Chiptunes. Uh, now, let's give a peek around the let's peek, uh, peek behind the curtain. Let's see how the sausage is made here. Uh, I'm your host, Alex Arona, and with that, we don't go into too much personal life. But forgot. I gotta tell you, yeah, uh, the drinking has uh, gotten there. But uh, I'm your host, and with that, I am having a baby. Having a baby. Christmas, December twenty fourth. This thing is happening. And with that, I had to paint a baby room. And I had nothing to do but paint a baby room and sit and paint fumes. And I got into a little uh, uh, Spotify channel. There's a long road, but we're getting there. I had a uh, Spotify channel, Video Game Study Lounge. You know, I like the the lo-fi chill beats you can study to. And I got into a video game study lounge. And I just want to talk about real quick some of the things that kind of stuck out to me. Uh, first off, Joel, Undertale soundtrack's real good. I gotta play the game first, don't I? You should. You should. Yeah. Okay. Now, going along with that, I came upon, uh, I've talked about before, Mario and Chill and Zelda and Chill. Now, let me tell you about Poke and Chill. Uh, Poke and Chill, uh, the same 
you know, producer putting together these remixes that are more mellow uh, beats, but uh, some of these, I gotta tell you, are just damn near relaxing. I just... I mean, uh, Joel, you played the first Pokemon, is that correct? Yes. Let me tell you, there's nothing, nothing more relaxing than something like a Lavender Town theme to some hip-hop beats. That'll mm. be relaxing or you know again i'm painting i'm painting a you know a, a, a baby wall different colors and all of a sudden the title screen the pokemon title screen theme song comes out with some nice mellow hip-hop beats this is where you insert it into the podcast yeah i'm pretty sure this is all just a dies to make me insert music into yep. this episode <laughs> yep. i could have seen that coming. That's okay. i just want to say I just want to say that that throwing in the title screen for the Pokemon uh, game, the main screen, it just it's a nice relaxing touch that you know I like. I was always a hip hop fan, but throwing in the hip hop beats to this mellow music, the Pokey and Chill album is gotta say a nice welcome addition. That's the next place to go: Mario and Chill, Zelda and Chill. But now Pokey and Chill, it is like fine wine. Oh, I, I think I'll just uh, this segment through one last thing. We'll, we'll just lace some tracks between here and the end. Because I do agree, like th- this stuff does sound nice, y- even even being something that's riffing off of you know video game chiptune music. Yeah, I remember I was texting you at like twelve thirty at night, being like, "Hey Joel, you gotta listen to this track. This track is <laughs> really nice and mellow." And you're just like, "This is pretty good." And I'm like, "I don't." I don't know, man. It's just I, it came yeah. up on Spotify and came out into, into a place where I'm trying to focus and not focus at the same time, painting mm-hmm. this room and just being repetitive. But the hip hop beats makes things less stressful, and I think that'll be something that I kind of keep in my head as in the background as I become a parent. Play this around, you know, nap time. Yeah, lo-fi hip-hop beats the Pikachu. That sounds awesome. <laughs> That's good. That's good. But I just wanted to bring that up that uh, Poke and Chill is a nice addition if, if people are into those kinds of albums. Uh, and also the Spotify uh, channel that I had mentioned before, the Video Game Study Lounge. Is, is, is really something great and it just you know obviously points to some of the the music we play in these games bringing about these remixes that kind of give you a relaxing feel but also the nostalgia hit that you mm-hmm. need because again me and getty have played undertale and we feel like hey getty hey joel you should you should play undertale is that joel, still on game pass yes yes. yes sweet all right deal Okay. And with that, let's move on to one last thing. One last thing where we give one last sentence, one last statement, pushing us in the weekend and you, the listener, the weekday. For me, we got content flowing like wine. I don't know what happened. I wasn't paying attention. And all of a sudden, my brother texts me and goes, Hey, man, I got like four reviews done. I don't know what you're doing. And then I look and I'm like, well, I should probably finish this other review I'd done, finish a review editorial. And then we have something else being written. And Joel's like, I don't, I don't want to do any of this. 
but we have a bunch of stuff done. We had an interview done for like a month and I never finished it. And I should be like, I should probably finish this interview and put it out. Cause that guy's emailing me about it. So we got stuff happening right now. We have our Roosevelt Pittman interview currently live. And we have a welcome to elk review as well as a art of rally art of rally review incoming to our wordpress blog relatively soon so both of those will be up relatively soon also i do have a more personal written necrobarista impression that kind of goes along with my stepfather passing and just me comparing the two so that's something that's gonna be up in the next couple weeks joel i just i've been noticing tonight that like i have this uh Wilson from uh, Home Improvement vibe going on in my video chat, where half my face is being covered by the the mic. <laughs> oh, and and all the junk and crap behind the background because my tits down to my claws and drag stuff out. So is that a Kingdom Hearts to... pillow? No, it's a. Okay, so here here's the weird thing. Kelly got a uh, a Kingdom Hearts two poster before she started playing Kingdom Hearts. Okay. Because she likes Goofy and Donald, but also like there's a bunch of random anime people in the poster too that she has no clue who they are. Okay. And, and so she will. She, she, she was like, I want to get this frame. Then I was just like, You don't know half these people. She will. So, so, but what we did was we we found a poster that was just. Sora, Goofy, and Donald. <laughs> so we're going to get that one up, and I don't know. We'll figure out what to do with this one. But, uh, yeah. Very yeah. cool. I need to, We need to figure out the Zoom meeting background equivalent for, for Discord so I can hide my shame here. There's a bunch of anime characters. We'll get that. Deal. I'll, I'll send you a link. Getty, one last thing. I am probably just going to play Star Renegades like a whole bunch and you can't stop me. Mm-hmm. That that comparison to Into the Breach perked my ears up quite a bit. I might have to dump more time into that. Dump a whole bunch of time. And also watch that movie. Edge of Tomorrow? Yeah. You know, I don't like Tom Cruise, but I'll, I'll suck it up Emily for Blunt? Sometime. Does that do anything huh? for you? Emily Blunt? Emily <laughs> Blunt? <laughs> uh, truth be told, I can't put a face to the name... Isn't she married to... I think it's Stanley Tucci's niece. Yeah, but isn't she married like to... Sister-in-law? John Krasinski or something ridiculous? Yes, she's married to John Krasinski. Oh, okay. All right. So I know her from uh, A Quiet Place then. Guys, I am so out of touch with movies. I... No joke. Like Half the time, we're just re-watching the Lord of the Rings trilogy. It's standard edition here. Oh my god. That stuff. sounds so it puts amazing. You puts you to sleep, huh? Oh, that's why you watch it? D- Daddy knows what's up. <laughs> nah. That second one, man, I couldn't get the through. First it. One, the first one, the first one's the hardest. We did uh, we did one. the combined extended version trilogy back in the day. Oh, it was man. amazing. If, if, if we didn't have kids, I would, I would get Kelly to do that, and she would be up for it 100%. But you... Like, that's See, Beth the best actually part. was one of those people that she like. She goes, "You want to do that?" I'm like, "Fuck no!" <laughs> 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 
uh, fall asleep. I fell asleep through the the original two towers in theaters. I'm See, sorry. It's hard. I, I understand. I can understand that. What I can't understand are the people that did like the the Marvel marathon in theaters prior to Endgame. That's too much. Not in theaters, but I did the Marvel marathon. No, like, no, I'm, I'm talking about that. like some theaters offered people to stay no. like. No, no, no. You're talking to, to a guy who considered it. I considered it. Uh, but I, I, that that amount of money was. Like and it, that, for me, I couldn't. I couldn't. I, couldn't I think that, that long, you'd have to strategize what movies you sleep through. You'd have to bring like, I don't know, like wipes or something like that to clean yourself off overnight. No, you have to bide your bathroom time too, because that was probably a very shameful place to be. <laughs> I'm still, I'm still trying to like plan with our friend Dan. It's like, like, all right, you want to shotgun all nine fast and the furious movies let's do it like i got the i got the the setup i got the blu-ray you want to do it let's do it let's just knock that out you know let's just get this done fast and the F- it's about family it's about family it's about going to space in the next one yeah it's about going to, it's about <laughs> it's about going going to space, space. <laughs> hijacking a tank i uh, jumping over a stealing a bank vault and, and driving it down the street that's using that's it as a weapon that too that series had such humble origins. Driving up a building in Dubai? Off a building in Dubai? Both? I'm not going <laughs> to... I don't want to derail it too much, but I got to tell you, that's why I like the show Riverdale. Why? High school students, but all of a sudden, Archie's in a fight club, and there's an underground casino in the local milkshake shop, milkshake. while all, someone else is tracking down a serial killer. That show goes places, and that show is wild. Yeah, I, I do enjoy wild. watching the occasional episode. It's really out there. Again, all that stuff Ooh, happens. D&D cult. That also happened in Riverdale. D&D, D&D cult serial killer archie goes to jail then he becomes an underground fight club fighter then then he goes and becomes a hobo there's a lot going on there's a lot like a lot lot he gets attacked by a bear yep it's, it's wild bear attack joel they don't even go to school at a certain yeah. point because they're just banging and and, <laughs> and and doing and hanging out with the mafia all the time i don't know it's, it's he's not that lying. will be it for this week's super gt all happens it all that joel that's real before we go, you can find us on Twitter at SuperGGRadio and Twitch.tv slash SuperGGRadio, where we are still streaming. Uh, Kevin is on day two of Wasteland 3. Man, that Doug is, is, is the claws into him. He is all about Wasteland 3, and that will be ongoing. I'm trying to get him back into Divinity and also back into Metal Gear. Let's hope I can uh, I can convince him. Carry it on the stick. Finish Metal Gear. He's like at out. the near end of it. He's so close. I know. And he could have me playing Frog Fractions 2. Like, that's the carrot on the stick. He's got to do it. Uh, then we also have uh, Multiplayer Mondays is back. Not by me. My buddy Alec decides that he loves, 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 loves Deep Rock Galactic. So if you are a fan of Deep Rock Galactic, get in on Multiplayer Mondays. Big Bro's taking over Sundays doing his racing thing. My brother has a full racing rig. He's got the seats, he's got the wheel, he's got the pedals. I've seen it multiples. He's got more than one. And on Sundays, he is racing for his life. Anime or not, because there was like the first one was full anime racing. If you'd like to reach us with questions or input, our email address is superggradio at gmail.com. Also, 
if you can tell what show Kelly was watching in the background. Also, Extra Life. Extra Life, Extra Life, Extra Life. November 7th. We are getting hyped. We are planning. We are going to be gaming. Let's go. But please provide a, provide a review on iTunes or the... What do you got, Joel? What are you writing? What are you writing, Joel? <laughs> or the vagina bones of your choice. <laughs> Thanks for listening. GG, Joel. Good game. GG, Getty. Good night, everybody. <laughs>